everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I don't know about you, but I didn't do that well in school. School was a struggle for me. I have a severe case I know of ADD, attention deficit disorder. I probably have ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Yet I think ADD is a blessing. It's a good thing. Anybody here with ADD, lift your hand. Don't be shy. We're about, we're about keeping it real, right? We're about vulnerability at all the campuses. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Vulnerability, vulnerability. The more vulnerable we are, the more valuable we are. I remember in homeroom back in the 11th grade, everybody got their SAT scores back. And mine was so bad, so low, I was afraid to even tell people what I made. I didn't do that well in school. Looking back, I want to show you a little report card. This is from the third grade. Ed's polite. That's good. Enjoyed having him. He sometimes finds other things to take his attention away from classroom discussions. Hmm. I remember trying to take notes. Even in seminary, I did four years of seminary. I I would be thinking about, I'm going to draw this professor. I'd be thinking about maybe a basketball game or or fishing. I'd be thinking about things a zillion, billion miles away. If I was not locked in, if it didn't interest me, I wasn't into it. That's why I had a report card like this in the 11th grade. And check out what the teacher wrote. Sorry, Ed, best of luck next year. (laughs) Show a brother some love. Man. Well, today, we're in our blanking series. I'm not blank enough. Last week, if you missed it, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. A lot of us say that all the time, don't we? I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough, but God is God enough. We found that out. We found out if we're a follower of Christ, guess what? We are good enough because of God. We found out that if we're believers, check this out, we're saints. What? That's what the Bible says. You're either a saint or an ain't. How do you become a saint? By simply saying, Lord, I'm vulnerable. I don't have it together. I've messed up. I've screwed up. I've sinned. I've I've fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. I turn from that and turn to you. Lord, you're number one in my life. Forgive me. Cleanse me. He comes in, and from that day forward, what am I? A saint. Also, because I'm a believer, I can tap into everything that God offers. God offers what? Jesus. So when God looks at you and me, he sees Jesus, the righteousness of Christ. Now sometimes if you hear this, and I do, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, or I'm not this enough or that enough, that's true. And many times it's the enemy talking smack to us. All we got to do to him is say, hey, talk to God about my condition. Don't try to argue with him. Say, talk to God about my condition. God's going to say, whoa, I see Jesus. The righteousness of Christ has been appropriated, has been imputed into his life or her life. So you're a saint, 
All of the stuff that God has is on tap for you and me. And furthermore, we're adopted into the family of God. When I become a believer, once I get in, I can't get out. So, good isn't good enough, but God is God enough. So I am good enough because of God. God bridged the gap. He made up the distance. It takes some vulnerability to say that. It takes some vulnerability to say, you know, I say that a lot. I'm not good enough. And a lot of people say, well, I'm insecure. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just insecure. And I don't want to share my secrets. I don't want to share the fact that I'm saying over and over that I'm not good enough. Your secret is your strength. Your vulnerability is valuable. The most vulnerable act in history was when Jesus died on the cross for our iniquities. In our vulnerability, we can appropriate that into our lives. God fills the blank. Because again, we've got a blanking crisis. A blanking crisis. And the bailout works every time. That's Jesus. Well, today, I want to push the ginormous red button, and we're going to talk about another blank. Last week, I'm not good enough. 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 This week, you probably know where I'm going. I know you're saying it. Some of you said it today. You've been saying it for weeks and weeks, especially now school is back in session. I'm not smart enough. Ever said that? Oh, I have. Back in the day, I'm not smart enough. And that echoed in my empty brain, which now I know is not empty, but I thought it was empty. Because I had a tough time at school. Smart isn't smart enough, but God is God enough. Our educational system basically measures a little slice of intelligence. That's good. If you can memorize and regurgitate, you can do pretty well. If you have a high IQ, it'll get you through school, but a high GQ will get you through life and eternity. GQ, a godly quotient. A godly quotient. An IQ is an intelligence quotient, but the real deal is a godly quotient. I'm talking about something much more than an IQ or an EQ, I'm talking about a GQ, a godly quotient. And that's a big, big thing to consider and to think about. In my travels here and also abroad, whenever I have the opportunity to look at schools or talk to people about schools, all schools pretty much have the same hierarchy of subjects and they reflect industrialism. You got the math and the sciences and the humanities, always trailing are the arts. And they reflect industrialism. Well, in today's world, I think you would agree, we need creativity, we need innovation. And I would say for the educators to concentrate as much on creativity as we do on literacy. That's just me. Our educational system does not measure the most important things it takes to succeed in life. Vision. Discipline people skills, adaptability, doesn't measure that. That's why in the studies I've read, 
so often the people in the front of the classroom work for those in the back of the classroom. So often the A students work for the C students. Why? What is intelligence? What is knowledge? What is wisdom? Have you ever met an educated idiot before? I know idiot's a strong word, but you know someone, maybe they've graduated from an Ivy League school or they have a PhD or whatever, and you're talking to them and you're like, wow. I mean, you've got knowledge, you've got a lot of data that doesn't matter, but when it comes to wisdom, I'm not sure how wise you are. Do you know the Bible talks a lot about wisdom? You know the Bible never tells us to get knowledge. It never says, oh, get knowledge. It says, though, to get wisdom. James chapter 1, verse 5, if you lack wisdom, ask. Give me an A. a. Give me an S. S. Give me a K. a. Always seeking knowledge, ask. Because those of us who are saints, it's on tap. 24-7. The wisdom of God. But we talk about knowledge a lot. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Knowledge is taking things apart. Wisdom is putting them together. Knowledge is accumulation. Wisdom is application. The first time man looked away from God, you have him struggling with wisdom. Struggling. I think about a gentleman that I talked to on his yacht several years ago. Through a strange set of circumstances, I spent 24 hours on this epic boat in the middle of a turquoise ocean talking to a very wealthy man, a brilliant man with an IQ off the charts about today's subject matter. I'm in this family room on this boat servants everywhere and and he's telling me a little bit about you know his life and he's telling me about some things and 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 of course he has squillions and squillions of dollars and so he began to tell me he said you know my wife hates me my three kids despise me and then he began to tell me about some of the decisions that he had made and was in the process of making and I was saying to myself Who's the wise guy in the room? IQ? Oh, he'd probably triple my IQ. Knowledge? Oh, he's got it. Wisdom? I'm connected with God. I'm a saint. I'm a part of God's family. I can tap into God's wisdom. This guy, clueless. And I talked to him about that very subject, about God filling in the blank, but I'll never forget it. As he dropped me off, at this marina, as I took a car back to the airport, I watched this yacht motor right into the horizon line. And I thought to myself, I wouldn't trade places with that guy for all of the money he has. Knowledge versus wisdom. We need wisdom. And going back to our educational system, once we kicked prayer out. That's why so much of our educational system, so many different aspects of it is so chaotic because it's based on knowledge, which basically leads to nowhere, versus godly wisdom, which leads to eternity. 
We support, we love all of the leaders at Fellowship Church who teach, who train, but it's something that we have to think about. So I want to just, just talk to you over the next couple of minutes very, very quickly about what it means to truly have intelligence, what it means to have a high GQ, a godly quotient. I remember Solomon, solo man, yes, Solomon, back in the book of Ecclesiastes, for 40 years, he chased the knowledge and the things of the world. He filled in the blanks like we will never, ever fill them. He filled in the blanks in a much superior fashion than the guy I just told you about on the yacht. He was worth billions and billions of dollars. He wrote and memorized over 2,005 proverbs. People would come from all over the world to sit at his feet and learn from Solomon. He had 700 concubines. You want to talk about sex? Built buildings that were just absolutely sick. Moats and, 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 and jewels from the ceilings. Choirs would wake him up in the morning and serenade him at night to put him to bed. This guy totally, totally off the chain with wealth. At the end of his 40-year freefall into the abyss of the blanks, here's what he said. It's a blank. It's chasing after the wind. He said, remember God when you're young and follow God's directives. In other words, follow God's wisdom. What's the meaning of wisdom? I'm glad you asked. Wisdom, godly wisdom, is seeing the world from God's perspective and applying God's truth, God's faith, and this shoe leather beneath the principles and precepts of what he says. James chapter 3, verse 13, the meaning of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? James, the half-brother of Jesus, is asking a rhetorical question. I remember back in the early days of Fellowship Church, you know, Fellowship began in rented facilities. For the first eight years, we just rented stuff. We would set church up, tear church down. And we met in rat-infested theaters. We met in, in, in lunch rooms. You wouldn't believe it where we met. Well, there was this lady named Lynn who sat on the front row. Every week when I would ask some sort of rhetorical question, she would answer it. She was from New York and had this piercing voice. So James goes, who is wise and understanding among you? If I said that back in the day, she would go, I am. And after I hearing I, 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 that voice, I finally said, Lynn, thanks for your enthusiasm, but please don't answer the rhetorical questions. Now, if I ask everybody a question, you go ahead. But, but, but people are wondering, man, what's... What's the deal? Anyway, thought I'd throw that in. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life. We're bad, we know it. We're here to show it. So what you see is what you get, and you ain't seen nothing yet. So get, 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 get on up. Woo! I remember that cheer back in the day. And that cheer has some great theology. I'm in Christ. I'm bad. I know it. I got that swagger. I'm here to show it, because I got godly wisdom. What you see is what you get. If I'm walking in godly wisdom, you'll see it. You ain't seen nothing yet, so get, 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 get on up. <laughs> Knowledge is found by looking around. Wisdom is found, godly wisdom, by looking up. I'm telling you, there's some theology in the cheers. I have a whole message I did back in the day on cheers. 
I might bring it back one day. Let him show it by his good life. If I'm, if I'm wise, if you're wise, if I'm walking with God, people will be like, man, she's living a good life. <laughs> he, he's living a good life. How does he make these decisions? How does that girl do it? Godly wisdom. Because we're not that smart. Smart isn't smart enough. The meaning of wisdom. Last part of verse 13. Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility. Power under control. That comes from wisdom. This godly wisdom commences with conversion. It widens with worship. It deepens with discipleship and is engaged in evangelism. Lisa and I have five dogs, and one of our dogs is really scary. His name's Vito. He's a Cane Corso. He's a cross between a mastiff and a fighting dog that is extinct. He looks like, I don't know, a pit bull on steroids. Fast, powerful, can jump. His jaws are so strong, it's, it's scary. So we had some control problems with him, some aggression problems with him, so we took him to school. We just sent him off to a little school in Austin. It was kind of like prison, but <laughs> he enjoyed it. And when I went to this school and saw Vito, he was a different dog. I mean, this dog is so scary. I mean, my, my friends go, whoa. I mean, it scares people that even have dogs. He's, he's, he's that intimidating. So, so once he really got trained and once they got his power under control, now it's a beautiful thing to behold. That's wisdom. When we say, God, you're God and I'm not, I'm not smart enough, but God, you're God enough, what's going to happen? We'll have that power under control. We'll have humility. That's what humility means, humility. We're not bragging, I'm the man, I'm the girl. No, just under control. And it comes from wisdom. So that's the meaning of wisdom. Now check this out, the mask of wisdom. The mask. Some people say, oh, I'm wise, but it's worldly wisdom. It's really knowledge. The reveal. You ever watch these reality shows? These building shows, these home improvement shows? The reveal. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Ah, I love the color. I can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you. The reveal. What's the reveal? What's the bottom line of worldly wisdom? James just puts the cards on the table talking about being vulnerable. James 3.14. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Worldly wisdom, worldly knowledge will lead to envy and selfish ambition. What's envy? Well, the first of my 14 books I've written, Fatal Distractions, I talked about envy. Envy is being sad over your success and a fan of your failures. That's envy. If you're selfish, you smell like a fish. Yourself smells like a fish that's been dead for two or three days. And that is a horrendous, putrid smell. Godly wisdom doesn't stink. There's no envy in godly wisdom. Why? Because we know, we know that we're uniquely made, we're one of a kind, so the competition is over. If we live by worldly knowledge, pressure bust a pipe. Pressure bust a pipe. We can't take the pressure. 
But if we live by godly wisdom, the pressure off. Oh, today I even have a rap for you. I wrote a rap, and we're going to perform it in a little while. So all you hip-hop wannabe people, you know, you, wa- you watch it in just a little while. I'm just, I'm just warming you up, so get ready to... Okay, everybody, that'll, that'll be in a second. The reveal. Now, the root of this knowledge, the root, 15, such wisdom, are you ready, does not come down from heaven, but is earthly. This word earthly in the original language is psychikos in the Greek. Psychikos is where we get the word psychology from. I'm not anti-psychology, but everything that we need to understand or get advice from must come from that biblical anchor. So if you talk to a psychologist, make sure that they have the biblical anchor. If not, you're just looking inside yourself. And if you look inside yourself, if I look inside myself, I'm all jacked up. It's got to be God. It's got to be God. So such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly. Sukikas, unspiritual, and of the devil. Again, man's wisdom comes from reason. God's wisdom comes from revelation. Man's wisdom will lead ultimately to nowhere. God's wisdom, eternity. The reveal, the root, the result of this. Think about the yacht. Think about the chaos in this man's life. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you'll find disorder and every evil practice. Adam and Eve, when they turned and tried to put something else in the blank, they kicked God's wisdom out and put man's knowledge in, and you see why we've been struggling with this ever since. So the meaning of wisdom, the mask of wisdom. Let's do one more. The magnitude of wisdom. I love it. Verse 17, but the wisdom, this is, this is godly wisdom, right? Vertical wisdom, not horizontal wisdom. That comes from heaven is first of all pure. Say pure with me. Peace loving. Peace loving. Considerate. Submissive. Full of mercy. Good fruit. Impartial and sincere. The magnitude of God's wisdom, check it out. It overcomes sin. It's pure. It overcomes sin. God's wisdom will always lead you and me into purity. Into purity. Who invented fun? God did. Who invented our senses? God did. Who invented our feelings? God did. Who invented creativity? God did. Who invented sex? God did. Who invented work? God did. It'll always, always lead us to purity. What we see, where we go, what we talk about. It's Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Wisdom also overcomes strife. The word peace-loving. Overcomes strife. Peace-loving. Now, peace-loving doesn't mean that we're weak, we're mild. It means that we will make peace. And sometimes to make peace, you have to be willing to go through the tunnel of chaos. That's wisdom. Godly wisdom. But people know that you love them. Wisdom also overcomes stubbornness. See the word considerate? 
Or you could say snobbishness. I wrote that. The word consider, it means to level up. I always say whole nother level. It means level up in the original language. I'm, I'm considered, I'm level. So I see everybody is level. Who am I to go, oh, I'm here and you're there, or I'm here and you're there. There's, there's snobbery and there's reverse snobbery as well. I've never locked eyes with someone who doesn't matter with God. Lisa's in Miami at our, one of our campuses right now, either in South Miami or Midtown. She's getting ready to go with a number of women to Haiti. Fellowship Church is the number one entity this next year that feeds children in the world, Fellowship Church in Haiti. We have a number of orphanages there. When you go to Haiti, and I've been there, there's no place like Haiti. When you walk the streets, if you're not a follower of Christ, you can easily say, oh yeah, I'm here and they're there. These people don't have anything. They got nothing. It's not true. Every person I see, even in Haiti, even in wherever, they matter to God, whether they're on a yacht or whether they only have the clothes on their back and they're at one of our orphanages. Everybody matters to God. And godly wisdom always shows people that fact. Wisdom also overcomes selfishness. It's submissive. You show me somebody who has, who has godly wisdom, I'll show you somebody who understands authority. We need to get under those things God's put over us so we can get over those things God's put under us. Remember that? You want to be smart? That's not going to take you where you need to go. You want to be, you want to be wise, godly wisdom? Find God's chain of command and get beneath it. Because God has the chain of command in your life and mine, even though we don't respect the person over us, God has him or her there to make us into the kind of people that God wants us to be. And this godly wisdom is all about that. Also, this wisdom overcomes scrutinizing. It's, it's full of mercy. People say, oh, he's full of it. She's full of it. And that's usually negative, right? Well, here, we should be full of it. Full of mercy, full of grace. I'm a saint. I've been adopted into the family of God. All this stuff is on tap for me. Wow. Wisdom also overcomes self-righteousness. You know this, oh yeah, I've got to figure it out, man. Yeah. I'm special, you're not. We're all sinners saved by grace. I'm not smart enough, you're not smart enough, but God is God enough and God gives us the wisdom for every situation. Are you asking him? Are you tapping into that? Knowledge is going to lead you to nowhere. You've got to have wisdom. We need wisdom in this hour. We need wisdom in Washington, D.C. We need wisdom in our school system. We need wisdom, godly wisdom in our churches. We need Godly wisdom in our marriages, in our families. We need godly wisdom. Single parents, we need it. We need godly wisdom. Wisdom overcomes self-righteousness. You know the word hypocrite? Hypocrite, yeah. Hypocrite is somebody that wears a mask. We're all hypocrites, you know that. I hope you know. I'm a hypocrite. I am. Vulnerability, I'm a hypocrite. What's a hypocrite? I've said one thing and done another. You ever done that? Let's be vulnerable. Okay, yeah, right. There was this horse, I read about this horse the other day in Roanoke, 
you guys in Miami don't understand this, but in Roanoke, kind of in this area, it's a big horse place, and this horse would like stand on this, on this wooden block, and the trainer could go, hey, what's one, pl- one plus one? The horse would go, and people were like, oh man, this horse is smart, and then he would change it, what's two times three? Everybody's like, wow, you know, this horse is pretty smart. Then this trainer asked him, I couldn't believe the trainer uh, asked him this. It was, it was in one of the papers. This trainer goes, how many hypocrites are there at Fellowship Church? And the horse broke out of the dance. He was like. <laughs> After the service, somebody said, what's the name of that horse? Mr. Ed, of course. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Well, how can I wrap this up? I wrote a rap. I have this new app rap. No, all us homies have a lot of breaks. No one to put something in our tanks. It's called godly wisdom and it needs to be heard. heard. I'm not talking knowledge, but another word. word. The value of wisdom is totally sick. sick. It comes from him who makes us click, click. who makes us click, click, who makes us click. Marriages and families and single life. life. Keeping it real and that's no hype. Roll with his word is the only way. way to make the right choices every day, day every day, every day. All right, everybody stand here at all of our campuses. Now, we're going to do this. Okay, when you see the yellow, you see the yellow, that means you, you repeat the word. Now, some of us, you know, have a, have a hard time dancing. We do the white man overbite. That's okay. Be the best you can be, right? Be the best you can be. Now, I wish we could have a contest, but we can't. Wouldn't it be cool to have all the different campuses, see which one can, can rap the best? But anyway. Everybody's going to stand. Now, now, everybody together. This is, this is what a moment. All these locations with this rap. But, but, but think about the words. I'm, I'm not done with this message because we're going to wrap it up with something very interesting after the rap, okay? But let's, but let's do this rap together. And, and, you know, if you got rhythm, you know, you, do, or you might just kind of go, whatever. Let's do it. No, all us homies have a lot of planks. No one to put something in our tanks. tanks. It's called godly wisdom and it needs to be heard. heard. I'm not talking knowledge, but another word. word. The value of wisdom is totally sick. It comes from him who makes us click, click. Who makes us click, click. Who makes us click. Marriages and families and single life. Keeping it real and that's no hype. Roll with his word is the only Wait. way to make the right choices every day, day every day, every day. You guys are great! Please be seated. Man, this rap app is awesome. I mean, I've been using it. I've been sending this different raps to my friends. I love it. And I thought, I'm just going to rap part of the message. So I just, I did it. And the cool thing is about this rap app, yeah, it'll take your words and put them in perfect rhythm. So I didn't have to work at it. You guys, many times, like I've done some other hip-hop songs on, you know, on YouTube. Let me see, UBU and Whole Nother Level, if you want to check those out. I love them. And we had some brilliant people to do those, help me here. 
But that is just, even someone like myself who's an idiot, I mean, I can just go, you know, all the homies, and he just, just puts it right in there. It's cool. It's really cool. The rap app. I don't know how to get it. Somebody put it in there for me. It's free, though. Let's have, let's have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What do you think? Because for some reason, as I've gotten older, I just crave peanut butter. I love peanut butter. If you have a peanut butter allergy, just, you know, turn, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll try to, I think I'm far enough away. But here's, here's, here's a peanut butter. And, you know, there's nothing like a PB&J. So peanut butter, it has some fat, but it's just good. It's protein. I remember my mother, she never, I love my mother to death, but she never made me enough food growing up. If she had fed me well, I'd be like 6'7", 245. Jason Witten would be on the bench. That's what I'm saying. So I remember having lunch with my friends. They'd have these, mom's just that way. It's okay, mom. I still love you. But I mean, peanut butter, there's nothing like that. I mean, that's organic peanut butter. I like, I like, I like the organic stuff, you know. Now, that's good. Now I put some jelly. You got to have jelly. Do you put the jelly on top of the peanut butter or on the other slice? That's what I do too. I really like that wrap. Jelly on there. All right. My mother used to, you know, my, my mother's an artist. She used to cut it up in these cool little squares. Did your mom ever do that? I might do that in honor of her right now. It's just the last service. So she would do like that. And she would cut the crust off. But I like the crust. Who in here doesn't like the crust on sandwiches? Lift your hands. All right. She cut it in little, little bites. Who'd like to try one? Who's not allergic? I mean, I don't want to get into some kind of a legal issue. <laughs> we only have about a billion lawyers at a 10 fellowship church. I love lawyers, I'm just saying. Who, who is not allergic? I, I, I better choose staff members, that'll be easier. Dave, come up here. Yeah, Dave, come on up, come on up. Try, try this, PB&J. Dave, tell me that's not good. That's good. Yeah, that'll make you slap your mama. Somebody! Woohoo, is that good? Someone else. You gotta promise me you're not allergic to. Do you really? Come on, come on, come on up. What's your name? Come on up, JC. What a great name. Come on up, JC. Come on up here. You promise me you're not allergic to peanut butter. Oh, it's scary. Okay, right there. Just, just, just taste that. Tell me it's not incredible. Is that good? You can have it. You might want to eat it up here because I don't want to, if you have anybody have peanut allergies around her? No. I'll have one too. Well, PB&J. Here's what you need for wisdom. P, prayer. Ask God. The wisdom's there. Ask God. Financially, emotionally, relationally, psychologically. Ask God. P, B. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Study God's Word. Read God's Word. 
It's God's word to us. It's revelation. God's wisdom is revelation. Man's wisdom is reason. We're talking about godly revelation here. J, PB and J, it's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You know, I could talk up here about success or stress, or I could talk about work, I could talk about all sorts of things, but without Jesus, we're toast, we're done. It's about Him. It's about Him. If I'm not talking about Jesus, it could be an Anthony Robbins seminar or some self-help Oprah, Dr. Phil type thing. I mean, that's fine and good. That's knowledge. We're talking about wisdom. It's about Jesus. So Jesus died on the cross for our sins, rose again. We invite him to come into our lives. So when God sees us, he sees who? Jesus, because we've welcomed him into our lives. It's only about Jesus. It's only his power, his grace, his goodness, his smarts. So smart isn't smart enough. Say it with me. But God is God enough. Father, thank you for this message. Thank you for this hour. And Lord, if there's someone here who's never filled in the blank of their lives with you, you can do it right now where you're seated. You might be in Miami Midtown on the back row. You might have walked off the streets. You're like, man, what's going on there? You might be at our South Miami campus. You could be downtown Dallas. Maybe watching this in Fort Worth in one of our overflow rooms. Maybe you're online. Maybe you're somewhere in, in, in a far off country. I don't know, watching this. You might be in Plano. But just say, Jesus, fill in the blank. I admit to you that I've looked away I've tried to fill in the blanks with other stuff, but I admit to you that I'm a sinner. Just say that, and I need you. I believe you're my Savior. Come into my life. Fill in my blank. Hey, if you said that, you're a saint. You're part of the family of God. The riches of Christ are on tap for you. listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.